Hello and welcome back to episode 10 of the Booth Review. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm your host Nathan King along with Brandon Higley. Brandon Higley. Last week we covered the draft. Uh, you know, obviously we're on episode 10. Uh, possibly the last one of the semester. It's been a good ride so far. You agree? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, we covered draft uh, this sem- or not this semester. This episode, uh, we're gonna go over our draft predictions a little. We're gonna talk about some more NBA stuff with the playoffs heating up. Um, you know, some exciting matchups. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go over that. We're gonna talk about the NHL. We're gonna absolutely demolish the Bruins. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll give you some input on our draft grades. So um, yeah, first off, we'll start with the Bruins. Um, they were up three one. Yeah, uh, most wins in NHL history, most points in NHL history. Oh. Um, Considered to be one of the better teams in NHL history. Yeah, but but I will say I did call this a couple weeks ago. Not necessarily the first round, but I said they were going to get beat at some point. It, um, the President's like, Trophy curse continues in the playoffs. It's so weird how it works because, you know, um, actually stat-wise, the number two seed has a much higher win percentage than the number one in Stanley yeah. Cup. Yeah, the President's Trophy curse is, uh, like, a thing. Like, I don't know how long it's been. Uh, I'll look it up. But Too long. <laughs> but second. for the Bruins, okay, to be fair, a lot of people were saying, you know, before the series that the Panthers aren't even good enough to be in the playoffs. You know? Yeah. And Which they almost didn't get in. The Sabres were a point back. That's what I'm saying. Sabres were a point back. Some teams were saying, oh, they're not good enough to make them in the playoffs. And then they're facing the number one team, you know, best record ever. Would be a comparison. Like the set. The, let's say the yeah, we'll go that the the seventy. What was it? Um, Warriors team was it seventy three and nine? Yeah, yeah. In sixteen seventy three and nine Warriors. So we'll say that they lost to uh, the Atlanta Hawks this year. Yeah, that's kind of what it would be like. Yeah, not <laughs> necessarily the Heat because the Heat are apparently really good. Yeah, the Heat are apparently <laughs> really good. They have Jimmy buckets, which Trey Young. I'll give him respect. He did very well this year, but for. <sighs> For the Panthers to win, that is really at the fault of the Bruins. Yeah. Um, and they didn't even – it was the Bruins that lost that. They had – they showed they had better talent. You know, they obviously throughout the season showed that they had, you know, the best talent, winning the most games, scoring the most points. They were electric, but they they were dumb. Uh, Yeah, and like I said a couple of weeks ago, um, the recipe to winning in the Stanley Cup playoffs is elite goaltending. Yes. Which I still don't believe they have, and it showed this postseason. Uh, Linus Olmark, I believe, had an 888 save percentage Ooh. in the playoffs. Yeah. And they didn't even go with him in game seven, is how bad he was. They played Jeremy Swayman. And Olmark's most likely going to win the Vesna, which mm. shows that, I mean, I mean, he's not an elite goalie. He had a, I believe he overachieved this season. Uh, you think season. this was his peak? Yeah. Um, He's not like a Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Sorokin kind of guy. So with the curse going on, it's it's come to a lot of like question of fans. Is does the regular season really matter that much in the NHL? I mean, if you get in, it's anyone's game. It's I, hockey. Like, there's two sports that are like that: baseball and hockey. Yeah. I feel like it is anyone's game because it's so unpredicted how you will score. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the stat on the President's Trophy curse: uh, the last twenty years, twenty-one now. There have been two President's Trophy winners to go on and win the Stanley Cup. Uh, the most recent was the Blackhawks in 2013. Really? It's been a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
two in the last 21 years. Decade for the best team in the in the NHL to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh it's almost like you don't even want to win it anymore. No, aim for second. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know. It some things are weird like that in sports like they just continuously happen even though you know about them and yeah. you try to avoid them like Maybe it comes with like with the curse going on, it comes with the team like maybe a stigma. Like they once you win it you're like, "Oh, you know, we're you know, mm-hmm. we're doomed to repeat history pretty much." Maybe it's just like a mental thing. You see it so many times that it's like, you know, we might fall fall cursed to it. So yeah. But um, it's absolute choke job. <laughs> uh, after they went down 3-1, Florida, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky really, really stepped up his game. And yes. he's been elite in the past, but people have questioned him this year. Uh, I think he's found his game, which is at the perfect time for them, obviously. Mm. So, I mean, they're going to be tough out. I think they're about to knock off Toronto in game one. Thank God. <laughs> I don't want the Maple Leafs to win. Speaking of the Maple Leafs, they won a series. They can you did. can you believe that? First time since oh four. Um yeah, the Panthers just hit an empty netter to win four to two game one in Toronto. Thank God. Um, no, I mean Toronto they got the monkey off their back. They finally, you know, finished finished losing in the first round. Not necessarily in the future, but for now they finally at least ended that streak. Yeah, and I mean they won, but that lightning team, man, they're they're old. Yeah. Like, it's not the same Lightning team from years past. So they still got a lot to prove to me anyway. Yeah, well, I, they definitely have a lot to prove. But with the with the Leaves, I feel like, I don't know. It's good, Like I said, it's good for them to get rid of that. But they've had some really solid, like, teams that just couldn't get done. Right. It, that's something that also didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think a big change in the locker room this year is adding a guy who's been there and done that, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, obviously won a cup with the Blues in 2019. Um, got him at the deadline. He knows what it takes to not even just win the first round, to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's really helped that locker room uh, show him what it takes. Yeah, and Ryan O'Reilly. done so far. So, I mean. Yeah. Um, But I'm rooting hard against the Leaves. Yeah. I, I just, don't as like a Sabres fan, don't like him. Uh, <laughs> um, congrats on winning the series. Don't like him. Just uh, like. Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? They're, they're another team that doesn't have, like, elite goaltending. I think they're pretty susceptible to lose in the playoffs mm-hmm. as well. Another series, though. How do you feel about the Kraken? We were complaining last week about these expansion teams winning. Yeah. Winning in seven games against the Avalanche. It's just not right, man. Like, it, I mean, <laughs> obvious. not that the team didn't deserve to win because they did. That's yes, good for them good for going team. out. They just don't deserve to be this good quite yet. I, I'm still way against that. You can call me salty. It's fine. <laughs> just... I don't know. It's kind of annoying. I, I don't hate the Kraken because they haven't really done anything to make me hate them. But I just hate the idea that these expansion teams. Like I said, I like expansion teams. But I feel like it was good for Seattle to get a team. I don't like the draft. Yeah, they need to revise the expansion draft. And they're thinking of adding two more teams too. So yeah, they better hopefully change it. they change it before that. Because then the playoffs are going to be filled with them. The Knights also won their series quite handily, four to one, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, well, another one. Uh, the Devils beat the Rangers in seven. They did. Thank I was goodness. really hoping for that. Yeah. Um, you can't buy your way to a cup just like that. I mean, getting Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane was a liability for the Rangers. Yes, he's this old. whole time. Uh, I have trouble seeing him getting big money this off season. I don't know who's going to pay him. 
How old is Patrick Kane? He's like 35, 36 That's years old. That's what I thought. He's past his prime. He's a liability on the ice. He's not Too any slow. good anymore. Like He's okay. He's a decent NHL hockey player right now. Mm-hmm. That's but getting he's, paid he's, a lot more than he That's should. what I'm saying. He's getting paid a lot of money. With that money, you could go out and get someone younger that's way better at this point. Yeah. Um, especially the way the game is played now. It's a lot yeah. faster. A lot more skill-based. If they had him 10 years ago, don't get me wrong. You know, he's, oh, he's a stud, but, yeah. I mean, they don't. <laughs> no, it's it's a pretty beaten-down, watered-down version of Patrick Kane. If the Sabres had, you know, Andy 10 years ago. <laughs> right. But they don't. <laughs> they don't. Um, they had him when he was 42. <laughs> 43? Yeah, 42. 42. 41. Jackie Robinson. Oh, 41. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about Patrick Kane, if the Sabres even sniff him this offseason, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, yeah, I'll be a little disgusted. He shouldn't even get looked at by this team because, one, he'll kill the vibes because he's not a very good person. Yeah. He's a, kind of a – You know. A, yeah, he's lame. And, uh, <laughs> he's lame. And, and two, it- where are they going to put him? Like, he'll be on the third line, and he's not going to play third-line minutes. In three, we've gotten a lot younger. Why would we change that now by giving right. away money for— For a guy could, who's not that good at That's what I'm saying. We could go and get someone in their first contract year, you know? Yeah, or we could go get a guy who's, first like, new contract. 27, 28 that's in his what I'm prime saying. instead of, like— That's what I'm saying. Someone yeah. that uh, just got off their rookie contract going for their new contract, we can sign someone Because we have a bunch of money, and we're going to sign Darlene and Power to extensions pretty soon. As they deserve. We'll, yeah, and we'll still have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. That's how much money we still have. I think we probably are close to the top of the NHL in cap room other than, like, Arizona because they don't have any. We have a lot of young contracts, though. So, um, yeah, but, but thankfully we've already handed them out to uh, Thompson, Cousins. Um, Samuelson got one, but not for too much. Tuck's still there for a couple more years. he got, like, three or four years left on his deal. It was cool to see, I, just stat-wise, uh, a lot of the team had, like, career highs this year. Yeah, Casey Middlestat. Yes. Who I was uh, – dogging on all year really in the second half was one of our better players and I think deserved to be the first line center for the Sabres really um down the stretch I mean his stat line ended up being really good this year Mm -hmm. he uh career high and everything he had 15 goals 44 assists for 59 points 59 (laughs) which is easily a career high his next best point total was his second year, which is his full first year in the NHL. He had 25 points. Wow. So he really like showed that he's it. an NHL-level guy. He was one of our best, if not our best player, in the last, I'd say, 10 to 12 games, mm-hmm. which is very encouraging for him going forward because he was a guy at midseason where I thought maybe not even deserving of a second contract with the Sabres. Well, well a good thing about the Sabres right now is I think we're developing well. Yeah. Every player that's come there, we in the last you know probably three years right now, we're turning them to gold. Uh, Tage Thompson was nothing when we yeah. got him, and he's now one of the top three goal scorers in the NHL. Yeah, he went from Cole, and then we pretty much compressed him into a diamond. Yeah, he's and a monster. A lot of respect to him. You know, he's too pretty for the ice, but he's amazing. <laughs> so. um, Alex Tuck was a guy who was a third liner in Vegas. He's now a borderline star. Jeff Skinner, who Ralph Kruger, the former coach, pretty much benched. I mean, he scratched him healthy, is now a star. Yep. Another 30-goal season for Skinner. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, who had the question marks early, new uh, front office comes in. He's now the best defenseman in the NHL. I will say I, was a little, I, I judged him a little harshly at first, like his first two years. I was always a big Dahlin. You were always a Dahlin guy. Even when others hated him, you like. 
completely all for him. Um, I remember um, your uncle the one day was talking about him. Yeah. And saying, oh, you know, I I hate when he does this, hate when you do that, and you're just like, just watch, just wait. Just, He's my yeah. guy. And yeah. I absolutely. The uh, the tools are always there. It's just it takes the right coach, and I think Don Granado's brought out the best in all these guys. He um, looks like a 17-year-old boy still, though. He does. He's very young. I mean, he's only 23, and he's played five yeah. years in the NHL. Which is crazy. Um, um, he deserves all the money that's coming this way. And Devin Levi already looks like a very above-average starter in the NHL. Yeah. And he's What did he play, 10, 12 games? Not many, and he's so young. So young. He's 21. Still a very raw prospect, and I just love the energy he brings to the team. Yeah. Like just the, the whole just, meditation thing between uh, commercial breaks. It's just like just the level of seriousness that he brings out there. You know, when he does the whole meditation thing, it's just like let's get stuff done, let's get focused, and it focuses him up. So it's you want awesome. a guy like that in net though. Like you want a guy who's kind of a little bit not wired right because it takes a guy that's not wired right to play NHL goaltender. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're taking a puck sometimes <laughs> 60, 70 times a game. You know. It's it. You know. Yeah, he's a guy that's not got 60, the... Not 60, 70, like you know, 40, 50, but <laughs> still. He's got the uh, potential to be one of those guys on the same tier as like Shesterkin, Sorokin, Vasilevsky. He flashed it early in his career, see if he can get it in a full season next year without that... hitting the rookie wall, which is why I'd like to kind of add a, uh, a veteran goalie, not Eric Comrie kind of guy, like a guy who can actually play like 40 or 50 games. There's some leadership him for him, yeah. Um, I feel like... Andy has probably had something to do with it a little bit, you know, right. with the development. But I think with Levi, it's really nice to see, like, out of the players we've brought in, like I said, we developed some people from nothing. He has one of the highest floors of the players that we've brought in already. Yeah. So he's already starting off great, and his ceiling it looks endless right now. Mm-hmm. So I he, can't wait to see that. He had a uh, top three NCAA goalie career ever. Yes. In the same group as Ryan Miller and Connor Hellybuck, who are two of the best goalies of our generation. No, a good, it's not a bad company to be in. A te- it doesn't matter how good your team is if you don't have a goalie. And we saw that a lot this year when we'd score five goals and lose 7-5. Lose 7-5, yeah. 8-5. We and, let up 10 goals a few times. So. Yeah, and it's especially frustrating when they miss the playoffs by one point yes. and the Florida Panthers just beat the President's Trophy winner, Boston Bruins. Yep. Uh, if that's the Sabres, I think they're in the same boat, if not less We have games. a lot of heart as a team. Right. But The Sabres are more, just as talented as the Panthers. I think the whole they issue all year was goaltending until Levi got there. Mm, I think we have a better locker room, too. I just think everyone oh, yeah. out there is a lot I mean, of fun. Matthew Kachuk's not a good person. <laughs> Do not like Matthew Kachuk. Don't no. like Sam Reinhart, either, who's in Florida. Um, yeah, might. and it's not really a great <laughs> hockey city, either, so... See, we weren't even planning on covering the Sabres. It's just exciting. to You know, they, yeah. a very bright future, and I can't stress enough, and I talk about it a lot just because I'm really interested and really excited to see what this program will bring. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for uh, October-ish when they start up again. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I, I can't wait to go to another one. Yeah. Um, Anything else for the NHL? Um, not really, no. Sick. Um, let's move to the NBA. Uh, before we get into playoffs, Dylan Brooks news. Yeah, Dylan Brooks. Shams came out today and said that the Grizzlies are unwilling to bring him back under any circumstance. So he will be finding a new team. Yeah, they maybe. I uh, think it's kind of an unfair shake on Dylan Brooks. Like he's pretty good NBA player. He just had a rough series. You know? I think what it is is they just can't deal with his antics anymore. Right. Which it, I think also a change of scenery will help him kind of cut that out. 
Yeah. Because uh, that team's toxic, dude. The Grizzlies are a nightmare. He's going to be a monster over in China, I think. Uh, he's he's no. good enough to start. He's here. not. Uh, he does get. He gets crapped on a lot. But I will say, one, the way he talks, he might deserve it a little bit. Yeah. But two, he's, he's not terrible, as, an, as, play, or as a lot of people say. And a lot of players say, just because he talks is why they say that. He's a better version of Pat Beverly. Yeah. I mean, he talks just as much, maybe more, but he's he's good enough to back it up sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't know. It's just because, uh, mostly because he was talking to LeBron, and you know how the LeBron fans can get. Shout yeah. out to John. Shout out to John. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Love you, buddy. Um, <coughs> LeBron even made a post. Do you see that? Yeah. Went off on him pretty much. Not on him necessarily, but you knew it was about him. Yeah. Like, but, I think it was unfair. You shouldn't talk to LeBron, though. But yeah. I still get where he's coming from. Like, sometimes your competitive side gets the best of you. Well, that's how your mentality is supposed to be. Just sometimes you shouldn't say it out yeah. loud. Yeah. I mean, like, he is a starting caliber guard in the NBA. Like, yes. you got to be kind of wired like that, too. And that's what made – he's a pest. You like him if you're – actually – you might not even like him if he's on your team. <laughs> but um, There's guys like that that have been on my team before. Like Joakim Noah. I like Joakim Noah, though. Yeah, he was on our team, but I love Joakim on our team, but players and fans, hate. some of them hated him. Yeah. And he was – everyone was talking about, oh, big I, – I keep seeing these things like, is this LeBron's biggest pest or something like that, which is dumb. But I've yeah. seen a lot of posts about this, like the biggest LeBron antagonizer with, like, Lance Stevenson, things like that. <laughs> Joakim was one that really shout out Joakim Noah, he, great guy. Yeah, he might have been LeBron's biggest pass. He was he annoyed him so much. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean he kind of backed it up though. Like he was pretty good in the playoffs against the Cavs. Twenty fifteen Defensive Player of the Year, if I remember. Yep. Twenty fourteen MVP runner up one of those years too. Yeah, which is crazy to think about because he didn't even average fifteen a game. I don't think. No, he's one of those guys. Which uh, he's gonna go forgotten. I feel later down, but if you look mm-hmm. back, like I, I love Joakim as a player. Um, I think he was obviously a phenomenal defender. Couldn't shoot, like, at all. <laughs> no, he probably wouldn't survive in today's game. Maybe not, but as a traditional just he, – he was a traditional pest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Joakim was a lot of fun. But uh, Dylan Brooks, back to that. I don't think it's fair, but at the same time, it, a change of scenery might be better for both teams. The Grizzlies have the worst locker room yeah, in the NBA, and I don't think cancerous. it's close. Uh, I wouldn't love to be a huge Grizzlies fan right now. They have some of the best talent, and that's why their seed was obviously so high. They just don't have the best chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, the Warriors win Game 7 against the Kings and advance to the second round to play the Lakers, which will be an interesting series. Before I praise the Warriors, um, shout-out to the Kings. Yeah. I would As a Kings fan, it hurts to go down in 7. I would not be that upset, though, with what... The season was projected. Yeah, and this is a team that really kind of gives me like 05, 04-05 Pistons vibes. Like yes. They're kind of a team without a star, but they play really good basketball. I consider, in the next few years, De'Aaron De- De- Fox, I think, is really going to emerge. But Sabonis could as well. Sabonis could as well. Uh, Keegan Murray as well. I mean, He's very young. Um, but that's what's good about them. Is there a young basketball team? Yeah. And I think why, coach. why I wouldn't be upset. Great coach. Coach of the year. First unanimous one. Yeah. But at this situ- er, at this moment right now, as a Kings fan, I am so excited for the future. 
they have the best chemistry already, and they're only going to build talent through the draft. With like I said, great coach, good GM going and, in here. And I'm sure they have enough money to go get a free agent piece or two. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. saying like a star, but like guys that can really help fill roles that they need. Mm-hmm. I just think that the Kings' future is definitely bright. So even if they lost in seven, I had them winning in seven. So at least they got the seven. Yeah, right? it was. I knew it was going to be a good series. Yeah. Um, and Steph just kind of took it over, but yeah, what I said is the Warriors—they have experience. They're terrible away. They still are terrible away. Don't get me wrong, but the Warriors have Steph Curry. Yeah. Historic performance by him in a Game Seven. Before we talk about Steph, I want to shout out Kevon Looney because yeah. the last five games of the series. <clears throat> here are his stat lines. Bleacher Report actually tweeted this. They said he's a star in his own role. Mm-hmm. Four points, twenty rebounds. 8 points, 14 rebounds, 4 points, 22 rebounds, 7 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 points, 21 rebounds. He controlled the glass on his own in the last five games. Yeah. And Draymond was willing to come off the bench to keep him in the starting lineup, which also shows a lot about what Draymond's trying to do. He's talking too much, by the way, Draymond Draymond. right now. He's always talking too much. That's just what he does, man. But he's, he's a guy that will talk, but for the benefit of his own team, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. Dylan Brooks talks just to hear himself talk. Yeah. But Draymond, I'm sorry, he acts like he's not a dirty player. He still is kind of a dirty player. He is player. a very dirty player. But it works. Yes. But anyway, you were talking about the boards. It goes very underrated, but if you win the if you win the rebounding game, you're likely going to win the game. Yeah. And to go out and get over 20, you don't see that a lot anymore. And very three rarely. Three times in the last five games of the series. Yeah, very rarely you see over 20 rebounds. It's kind of a dying thing because there's not traditional centers anymore. No. So, good on Looney. I mean, that's obviously a big difference maker. It's kind of like no one really cares about the boards. It's kind of like um, offensive linemen. No one really looks at them. but Until they don't do their job. That's the only time they yeah. get looked well, at. Football is literally it just comes down to the trenches. If you win the trenches, you're going to win a game yeah. more often than Probably not. Probably 95% of the time yeah. if you dominate the trenches. If you dominate the trenches, you're going to win the game. Yeah. Um. So if you dominate the boards, it's kind of the same thing in the NBA, especially if you get a lot of offensive boards and second-chance points like that. Right. It, because if you can stop someone's shot, congratulations. If you cannot get the ball, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I would say the two biggest aspects of basketball now are second-chance points and um, points off turnovers. Yeah. Because those are points that can be easily avoided mm-hmm. if you just do your job. And obviously three-point percentage. You see great teams that shoot, and if they have an – like a lot of these shooting teams, if they all have an on night, you have no shot no matter what no, you yeah. do. Sometimes teams are just unguardable. Yes, and that it's tough yeah. when you have a team – Like the Warriors. And sometimes. four possessions go down and score 12 points on you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it, it takes like not even a minute off the clock. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it flips a game like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, the Warriors, experienced team, and this is going to be a good series. Um, who do you have? You're going to call me nuts, dude, but I got the Lakers. Really? I do. I think Anthony Davis will not allow Looney to control the boards. I think LeBron is better than any of the wings the Warriors have. And, I mean, obviously Steph's going to get his, but mm-hmm. he's going to get his no matter what. That's not really an X factor in this series for me. I... It's tough for me. Okay, what, I think Austin games? Reeves will get his too, though. Austin Reeves has been tearing up. Not the best Warriors team I've seen, but I've made the mistake of counting um, Steph out. Yeah. and I, I think it's going to be a great series. Don't yeah. get me wrong. 
I just don't think there's anyone that can really guard Steph. No, nobody in the league can guard Steph. No, but even now, like I don't think the War or the Lakers have anyone that'll even be close to guard him. Right. But um, yeah, no, not even close. Then again, Anthony. It really depends on Anthony Davis. I think I might take the Warriors in this series, but it's going to be again in probably seven games. Mm-hmm. I think the only guy that the Lakers had this year that could guard Steph was maybe Westbrook, and he's no longer a Laker. Yeah. Uh, I think the X factor in this series, though, is. <laughs> If the Lakers stay healthy. That's what I was saying. I was going to say X-Factor Anthony Davis and his health. Yeah. Because uh, if he obviously goes down, the Lakers are not a good basketball team at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just not. With AD, very good team. Obviously, just beat the two seed pretty handily in a series. Mm-hmm. The, as a play-in team. They were a play-in team, right? Because they were seven? Yeah. Um, they were a play-in team. I think they won the first game, though. Yeah. So... With Anthony Davis and LeBron on the floor, pretty good basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely agree with you. Um, when they're together, it really just depends on if they're together. It's kind of like with uh, Kawhi Leonard as well, who yeah. never plays. Anthony Davis is when he's out there, he's a monster. The problem is, it's when he's, he's out never there. out there. Yeah, I think Kawhi is probably worse than AD at this point. Cause Kawhi's he, a lot worse. He does like celebrity cameos sometimes and plays a game and then goes out for another couple months and it's pretty whack. His career arc has kind of taken a turn. Yeah, um, I don't know. AD and Kawhi. I feel like Kawhi's gonna be one of the bigger what if stories because if he was healthy his entire career, yeah. Because when he plays, he's amazing. He's like. Um, well, I mean, so is Zion. Zion's a huge what if. Yeah, Zion's already a huge what if. Because that's a team that was pretty good with him on the floor. Like, they were a top four seed in the West. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down and they don't make the playoffs. Um, All right. Uh, talk about something going on now. Um, I believe the Knicks are about to beat the Heat. There's um, 12 seconds left. Uh, Knicks are up five. But Jimmy no, Butler no Jimmy. was out this game. Right. That's what I'm like. I, Only five, like. That's what I'm saying. Do you do you think the Heat win this series? They have a good chance. They're going home if they can take both games at home. I it's think it's very done. very tough to win down there too. That yeah. is an arena that gets loud. Yeah, no, uh, Miami. Their fans have actually always really showed up, even after LeBron, just because yeah. uh, Spolstra has kept the team pretty consistent, even in their down years. They were still building, and you could see a path that they were trying. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's. Always a tough arena to play in. Uh, Jimmy Butler should be back for game three. Mm. They have a very experienced guy at point guard who's won a championship before in Kyle Lowry. He knows what it takes. Siakam's had – or not Siakam. Uh, Bam Adebayo's been <laughs> yeah, big pretty difference. good. Siakam. Yeah, no, Kyle Lowry has actually kind of had a resurgence back on the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out Jack Harlow, but I feel like he's been doing amazing so far. Um, and I feel like – He's very underrated for his career. Yeah. Um, Cause I'd say he's like a top eight-ish point guard of our generation. He's never been the guy But on how the many team. All-Stars do you think he has? At least five, right? I believe so. You know what I mean? He's never been the guy on the team. The thing no. is, though, he's been number two each time, and he's been number two as good as number two can be. You know? Yeah. Um, especially in... Uh, his late twenties with the Raptors, he was like really, really, really good. Um, greatest Raptor of all time, in your opinion? I still think it's Kawhi bringing him a championship. Just the one championship you have him as the greatest Raptor? Yeah, because he's the only guy that's been able to do it. Yeah, 
Kyle Lowry is... But he was on that team still. A six-time All-Star. He six-time. Six consecutive All-Star games from 2014 to 2020. Yeah, okay. All with Toronto. Mm-hmm. another right now. Talk about the... That he's going to be a what-if. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. That poor guy. Yeah, I like Oladipo a lot. He's one of the more athletic guards in mm-hmm. the NBA. He just can't stay on the court, and his athleticism's taking a hit because of all the injuries. Yeah. Yep, it's over. Knicks are uh, 1-1. Now, Oladipo, I, I've always liked him for his career, and he, you know, a few years ago was maybe top 15, top 10. Like, he was great. No, he was great. He was, uh, yeah, he was probably the top three or four shooting guard in the NBA at one point. Yeah, in the late era at the time where shooting guards were very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there any other games tonight? 10 o'clock. 10 right o'clock, now, you Lakers, have the Warriors. Warriors. Um, it's in Golden State. Um, Warriors are pretty good at home. That'll be a good game. Yeah. Um, Nuggets are up 2-0. Uh, I think they win yeah. the series. I, don't, I still think the Suns are bad. I think they're fraudulent Yeah, for a team. Uh, they beat a very battered Clippers team. Um, Who was kind of mid anyway. Yeah. No Paul George, no Kawhi. Which Paul George always in they are just bugged. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all we have for the NBA. Um yeah. Oh, um I wanted to talk about my king finally gets a very well deserved MVP award today. Joel Embiid. Oh wait, I also forgot something. Seventy sixers won. They did. Without the Without MVP. Without the MVP. Joel which is Embiid. why I still think that is a championship caliber team. Do you know this is gonna be Joel Embiid's first first team all NBA in his career? Yeah, because he's been robbed. Well, not robbed, but Jokic has won MVP, and he gets first team by default, right? Yeah. Yeah, good for JoJo. I think he's gotten robbed of some MVPs in the past anyway. I, he really showed this year, like, it's I'm real, him. It's really cool to see center, like a resurgence in centers right now, though. Mm-hmm. Like it's Very it's, good center play. Very good center play. And it's different ways, too. Like, they can all shoot. They can all pass. They're not just traditional go to low block and – Make a move, guys. Um, yeah, and uh, 76ers have thrived because of Joel Embiid. But, mm-hmm. like I said, they just stole a game. James Harden remembered, oh, wait, I used to be, you know, one of the best scorers <laughs> in the league. He showed that. <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, let's drop a quick, was it 45? I will have the check I believe he that. dropped 45 to, you know, win game one. On the road in one of the toughest buildings in any The sport. Garden is so hard to win in. Uh, yeah, and that city's hard to win in because they're very hostile. Yeah, uh, Harden forty five points, fifty percent from three, mm. also six assists to go with it. Tyrese yep. Maxey had twenty six. Tobias Harris finally had a decent game at eighteen, and DeAnthony Melton had seventeen big points off the bench. What well, though? Um, yeah, good on seventy sixers. I hate Boston. Yeah, just not not the place. The fans. I hate the place too. Never been. It's pretty trash. Pretty trash. The fans are just terrible people. It's kind of like. Uh, They're all racist. Yeah. Then again, I don't like Philly fans either. No, but at least they're, like, not racist, like, openly racist, like most Boston fans. There are, yeah, there are quite a few openly racist Boston fans. That's why people don't like going. If you're not a Boston fan, you go. It's tough. And Philly as well, they will heckle you. They're terrible people. Philly's just passionate and, like, break stuff and hurt people. Yeah, they break stuff and destroy their city. Like, yeah. I, I just don't understand that. No, it doesn't make much sense. But, Especially when they're doing well. Like, Philly sports right now couldn't be much better. 
Yeah. I mean, other than the Flyers. Good luck to the Philadelphia uh, Police Department. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough with sports being good. Yeah. Big sports city though. I I still want to go see Philly. Never been. Yeah, I'd like to see a game at the link, but don't catch me there for a Steelers game. That would not be uh, very smart of me. No. Uh, unless you wear Eagles gear, yeah, then you'll be fine. If not, you might you might die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Very rough fan, very passionate, but just both fans are a lot, uh, and they're going to be very aggressive throughout this series. But the 76ers are going to win this series. Hear me out. I hope so because that is a team that I think is probably the best. I mean, they're the best team in the NBA in my opinion. They both have a lot to prove, and I feel like. If they if either of them lose, it, it's a big hit to either Embiid if the Sixers lost, and a big hit to Tatum if the Celtics lose. Right. Even bigger, I think, for Tatum. Because he it. vowed that they'd be back last yeah. year after losing in the finals. Yeah. It's, it's always big to steal one on the road in the first two games, too. Mm. No, it definitely is big because they're – yeah, they'll go home if they win, right? Yes. Or or not, Well, they'll go well, home next game. It doesn't yeah. matter. Game two is in Boston still, so game two and then game three and four are in Philly, right. which Philly is a hard place to win, yeah. like at all. They're both very hard, so it's a big home court advantage when it comes to these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, now I think that's all we have for basketball. Yeah. Um. So now we're gonna do some NFL draft uh, grades. First off, how do you feel about the draft? I loved it because the Steelers did very well. Yeah. I like it because I think the Bills addressed a few needs that I didn't think we'd actually get. So, I had them in the mock draft taking a tight end, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my first mock draft that I did, I only ended up doing two. But I had him take the tight end because I figured a lot of fans were questioning it. But I was like, you know, Dawson Knox isn't as good as people say. Right. He's not. I don't think he Making is. a little too much money for me. If he yeah. was on a lower-end deal, I'd be like, okay, you can get by with that. But they're paying him like a top. 10 tight end and he might not be it's one. a good tight end class yeah i think there's four guys that are pretty good uh mm. i would say actually well you got kincaid mayor laporta yes. mm-hmm. um washington there's another one i think right uh who the cowboys get they got uh shoemaker right yeah i could have sworn there was someone else i was thinking of though hmm. uh let me see Tight end. Uh, Musgrave from yeah, Packers, Oregon State. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's four guys right there that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good tight end draft as a tight, as a former tight end. Love it. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah I agree. Not me, Brandon. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> No, it's definitely good to see. And it's been a very weak tight end just like talent pool right now. Yeah. yeah like but, in the NFL. I mean – I'll take it though because we. I think, in my opinion, we are watching the best tight end to ever play. Travis Kelsey, I think so. Um, I think that Gronk is definitely up there as well. Yeah, and obviously you can't count out Tony Gonzalez, but no one's done what Kelsey can do. No, he takes over the game. That being said, as a red zone threat, Gronk is the goat. Like just in the red zone, you couldn't guard him. No, he was a mismatch for anybody. Mm-hmm. Too fast and too big. Yeah, and I don't know how he got caught catches at the end of his career because he. He was big, but he was also too slow at that point. But, yeah, with the Bucks, yeah. Yeah, he was so slow. When he ran, it, I could feel the ground shake, but it was, like, slow motion, it felt like. Yeah. Um. So let's start off. We're going to do alphabetical by um, Total location. Draft. Not even just first round. Like, 
overall yeah, draft. Just overall. Right? First off, um, Arizona Arizona Cardinals. I have them at an A. Uh, first round, they trade back a couple spots and get Paris Johnson, which yes. is a great pick. And more draft picks for the future they got in order by trading down. They get edge rusher B.J. Ojolari in the second round, which I think is good value for him. Yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like that was a great pick for them. Garrett Williams, uh, the corner, I mm-hmm. believe, out of Syracuse in the third round. See, As well as Michael Wilson, wide receiver. Um, and they also got... John Gaines in round four. Um, overall, pretty good value. Um, what I think they did best, though, is they got traded back. They got Paris Johnson. They need, you know, an offensive lineman. And they, Paris Johnson, great player. I think yeah. he's the best tackle in the draft. Yeah. Um, but what they also did is with all the needs, they did it smart. They had a good pick, and they said, let's get a lot more picks. They're, they don't want to be bad forever. They're kind of trying to build yeah. as fast as possible. Yeah, new uh, new coaching staff. Um, they believe in Kyler Murray. They're going to keep DeAndre Hopkins around for now mm-hmm. to kind of help Kyler Murray. Um, they haven't traded Buda Baker yet either. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, however, they declined his fifth-year option. Which is a little surprising because I like Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I still think he'll be extended eventually if they're trying to be serious, but... Getting a left tackle for your supposed uh, franchise quarterbacks never, never, never a bad. No, option. and Paris Johnson is the best guy on there for yeah. that, yeah. and he. I feel like he's going to be like he has a good, a really high floor. I think, and his ceiling is also pretty high. I feel like he's going to be a very talented player moving forward. Yeah, and you want a cornerstone because offensive linemen are never flashy picks, but if he's going to be there for ten years, you know, it's that's exactly what you want. Yeah, especially for a guy who's dealt with injuries early in his career so far back there, Kyler Murray. So Yep. Um yeah, so I have them in an A, what do you have for the Cardinals? I'd give them a I'd give them a B plus. That's um, where I was. It's the area in that. Because um, uh they take Ojolari in round two. There was some pretty talented guys that fell below him. So I mean B plus is still a really good draft. I like Ojolari though. I like him too. Uh if they felt they needed edge, I guess that was the best guy available there. So mm. Uh, B plus. Yeah. Um. For the next one, we have the Falcons. I have them at a C minus. Um. So let's recap them as well. Bajan Robinson first. Yep. Matthew Bergeron. Bergeron, which I believe yep. they traded up for, and yeah. I think that's a reach. That yeah, I had that on there. I said they traded up, but I don't think they needed to really. Um. They got Zach Harrison in the third. Clark Phillips. Demar. Um. DeMarco Hellums in the seventh, uh, Javon Gwynn in the seventh, and yeah, that's their draft. Um, I'm going to give them a B-, minus, uh, strictly because of the value they get Clark Phillips at. Uh-huh. He's the corner from Washington or from Utah, correct? Uh, I believe so. That guy was one of my top seven corners in the draft, and he fell to them in the fourth round. I think that was very good value for them, and I I don't hate the Bijan pick as much as a lot of people do, strictly because I think he's the best overall athlete in the draft. Yeah, um, so where I'm at, why I ranked him a little lower out of the C-minus, Clark Phillips, I have that absolute steal, okay? Mm-hmm. But respectfully, they were the number three rushing team for the year, so top five in rushing. Uh, with their run game already being really good, they have good offensive linemen already. That's the one bright spot on their team with you know Cordero Patterson. They have good backs. Um, me- Tyler Algier ran for over a thousand yards for them as a rookie last year yes. too. So I think I'm going to switch to a C plus. I think that's actually 
more accurate. Where I they think didn't really address needs. Bijan, I I feel like uh, am I saying that right? Bijan. Bijan. Okay. Inter- yeah. Never heard. Okay. Bijan. Where I think the thing is though, why it's not a lower grade. Like I said, they got to steal, but he's still gonna be amazing. Yeah, like he's gonna be a top ten fantasy back day one. Yeah. Um obviously gonna be a great player for them. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta desperately needed edge help. And the only thing they did this offseason was sign a washed up Bud Dupree. And I just don't think that's enough. Um because I mean they got other pieces. They have AJ Terrell at the corner. They signed Jesse Bates at safety. Yeah. Which I, is a great pickup. I think they still have Deion Jones at linebacker, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think so. Grady Jarrett still knows. I mean, they got guys on all four levels. Mm-hmm. They don't have any edge rushers, though, which is a huge part of they, today's There game. were a lot on the board, and I feel like, even interior, though, they, uh, Jalen Carter would have been right on the board still. Yeah, he went a pick later to Philly. And I feel like either they could have gotten him, or they still could have got They could have traded down and That's still what I, got yeah. him, I believe. Um, two edge rushers go in the teens. Uh one goes at 13 to the Green Bay and Lucas Van Ness. One yep. goes at 15 to the Jets, Will McDonald. Kind of a reach. Yeah, I think both kind of a reach, but still. Yeah. And then Miles Murphy goes at 28 to Cincinnati. Mm. So there's plenty of options available. Uh, Uzama goes at 31 to Kansas City, even. Uh, and there's plenty in the second round still available, too. So it's not like they um, didn't have options to choose from. At edge rusher, they they I think that was their number one need going into the draft. Yeah, and they just neglected it completely. Which I mean, like I said, they got talent, but I just think they could have gotten better. Yeah. Up next, uh, I have the Ravens at a B. Um, the, why I have them there is they go Jordan or not Jordan? Zay Flowers round one. Yes. Um, they didn't have a second round pick, did they? No, for what they didn't, but for what they had, I feel like just starting off with Zay Flowers, who I think is. I you have number one. one I think draft. he's number two. I think that still one of the best receivers on the board. And to, they made the right pick, I feel. And to give Lamar a target for once, because they just signed him to a lucrative deal. Yeah. Um, What you want to do is get weapons around him immediately now. Yeah, and they get a good linebacker in round three in Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Yep, and I had that. I feel like Trenton Simpson, he addressed a lot of le- or needs, and I feel like he – Kind of fell to them, so I feel like Trent Simpson for to go to them is definitely a good pickup. Yeah, um, as much as it pains me, I'm going to give the Ravens an A minus. Okay, uh, they fill two needs because they don't really like Patrick Queen there anymore either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they get the number one receiver in the draft, and they haven't had a good receiver in a long time. I really don't remember the last really receiver they had. Yeah, I they, just can't remember him. I, I'm struggling. We're probably missing someone really obvious. But I mean, they had an old Jeremy Macklin and an old Mike Wallace. They had an old Deshaun Jackson. They did have Deshaun Jackson. Forgot is he in the league still? I don't know. I don't even know. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I I, I see where you're coming from there. I don't mind that rating. Um, I have the Bills next at a B plus. Uh, maybe it's just bias that I put them a little high, but at the beginning, I just think they either get a tight end or they get you know a good you know offensive lineman, offensive guard. Um, instead, they got Bolt. Um, why I don't have them at an A is I feel like um, one they trade. I don't they traded up and to lost them. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like they also they got what they needed because Torrance was one of the be- bigger steals of the draft in my opinion because he was projected to go uh, top twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the best guard prospects in this class. 
Yeah, and I literally liked the linebacker out of Tulane. I thought he was the best player on that team, on defense anyway, on that Tulane team that won the Sugar Bowl. They beat USC. See, a lot of people I think don't. That was a steal. A lot of people don't like that pick. They say he's undersized. A lot of people are undersized now. They Aaron Donald's play. undersized. Yeah, exactly, dude. But where they were complaining about an undersized... Bobby Wagner's not huge for a no. middle linebacker. Where they were complaining about an undersized defensive line, uh, you know, they just got uh, Puna Ford. So I feel, or defense, uh, they just got Puna Ford, which adds, adds a lot of size. So I feel like that justifies the pick a little better for that. Yeah. But um, I feel like Kincaid, what, what they did was they provided the safety net for Josh Allen. Kincaid, really good slot guy where he's likely going to play, and Torrance is just going to provide more pass protection. Yeah. Uh, I give him a B. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they fill needs. Maybe reach a little bit on Kincaid, but I mean, when you're the Bills and you have little holes like that, you can yeah. afford to reach, like if you're one of those later teams, like we said earlier in last week. Um, and Kincaid, obviously a great tight end prospect, one of the better ones in the last couple of years. See, they're lucky they got uh, Torrance, in my opinion, because other yeah. otherwise Kincaid's pick might be a little more questionable because Meyer has where I feel like Kincaid's a better pass catcher and can run better routes. I feel like um, Meyer is not even close when it comes to blocking. Yeah, so not. we're not going to have Kincaid block a lot. But if he can go out there and provide a good safety net for Allen, which he has not had a good one in a while, and when he did with like when Cole Beasley was still good, mm-hmm. it really helped the offense. So I think running the two tight end sets, not a bad move for the Bills. Right. Uh, a lot of teams are doing that now anyways. Mm-hmm. Like they, a lot of teams have a strictly run-blocking tight end. Even the Steelers have one. Steelers use Zach Gentry as their run-blocking tight end and have uh, Fryermuth as the receiving guy. We have Tommy Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an upgrade there as Knox can be the run blocker now. Yeah. And obviously he'll still get balls from He's Allen. a red zone threat. Yeah. And if he's using that situation, we're fine. Um, up next, I have the Panthers. I'm giving him an I'm giving him an A strictly off drafting. Um because it doesn't matter what the rest of their draft was, they got Bryce Young. And to get a franchise quarterback in a team that was already pretty scrappy and pretty like doing pretty well at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Plus they have a new coach, don't they? Yeah, I just Frank don't know Wright. his name. And did Frank Wright come in there? Uh I'd have to look that up. I'm not completely sure. But, um, yeah, they got Bryce Young, and then they immediately address it, and they get Mingo for um, – who may have been a reach a little bit, but they got Mingo to give Bryce Young another target. Um, You might not like this. I'm going to give them a B-. minus. Okay. Uh, I think Young is obviously the safe pick, and he's a good prospect. Frank Reich's new head coach. Frank Reich's their coach. Yeah. Um, I think Young was the safest pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has, like – crazy upside either like he's going to be what he is he's not going to be with the ceiling of other guys like Stroud or Richardson are yeah Richardson it is so hard though because his floor is a lot lower but his ceiling's a lot higher right um I see a lot of Drew Brees and Bryce Young but like I, I like Frank Reich though I think Drew Brees threw a better ball though and I don't like any of the other picks the Panthers made other than Young I think they reached on Mingo Actually, by a lot. I said that I thought they reached, but I feel like to get a receiver was good. Maybe I'd bump it down a little bit because outside of them, they didn't have a great one. But for them to get young, I feel like it's a safe pick. And I want to see what Frank Reich does with a young quarterback instead of an aging one like he had in Indianapolis. Yeah, and I think the only hole the Panthers were looking to fill this offseason was quarterback. Yeah. Because they did play really well down the stretch last year. Another top five run offense, I believe. Yeah, with... um. 
Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. Right? Yeah. Um, just some receivers that they passed on were Marvin Mims, Nathaniel Dell from Houston, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman from Tennessee, mm-hmm. and Josh Downs from UNC, who are all, I think, better prospects than um, Mingo. So for that reason, I'm going to go B minus. Valid. Um. Okay. Yeah. No, I I get where you're coming from. I just think it's good for them to go out and get their quarterback, but. I'm excited to see, like I said, what Frank Reich will do. And I feel like he was kind of the fall guy in Indianapolis anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the moves were not him. It was more on GM. So I think Frank Reich as a coach is a lot better than he gets props for. Yeah, he needs a quarterback. Um, I'm not hating on Young either. I think he's no. just safer than Stroud and, and or Richardson. But definitely his ceiling is probably a little bit lower. Yep, and that's how it goes with that. But if he can be solid for a while, you know, he to get a quarterback in Carolina, the last good one was probably Cam Newton. It was prime Cam, yeah. Yeah. Um, it He fell off fast, but when they had prime Cam, Super Bowl, obviously, even mm-hmm. though they lost, they still went. Um, next up, I have the Lions. I gave him a B. Day one sucked. It was bad. Day one was... One of the worst I've ever seen, actually. Yeah, I was... They could have traded down for any one of their picks and gotten them They could have gotten both of their picks in the second round. Yeah, when you have as high of picks as the Lions have, uh, they were cheering after their pick, by the way. They were very yeah, excited. Whatever. They just don't like DeAndre Swift is all. Yeah, <laughs> which they got rid of him, which looks better. But they had number 12 and number 18, and they got Jameer Gibbs, which probably number two. The number two back. Okay, not, not probably. a huge running back class either, though. No, but number two back, I think. And then there's a big fall off. But I feel like they could have gotten him even with their second pick anyway. Like, if they got him at 18, I don't think it's as much of a reach. <coughs> right, because he was a late riser. Yeah. But st- 12, man? And then Jack Campbell <coughs> at 18, I think is a bit of a reach. Uh, not a strong linebacker class. Mm-mm. And he is linebacker one, but that's how weak of a linebacker class yeah. it was. He was a definitely a round two kind of guy. I think he was a round two kind of guy. Past that, though, I feel like <coughs> if you if you don't look at the rounds that they were taking in, they, adre- they addressed a lot of needs, and that's why I still have him out as, as a B. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, I like Laporta a lot uh, at tight end. Yeah, I think that was a really good pick for them to get. I think it's uh, their Hawkinson replacement easily. Brian Branch in the <laughs> second round was still another really good one. They got Hendon Hooker in the third, which has a high ceiling, uh, maybe a low floor, but I feel like Hendon Hooker was still in the third round a good pick for them. Yeah, uh, strictly because of day two, I'll give them a, I'll give them a B minus. I just think their day one was so bad that it can't be anything more than that. Yeah. Um, I feel like day one they could have addressed a lot more needs, but I feel yeah. like as a whole, because the whole time they wanted Witherspoon, and then Seahawks took him, which good on Seahawks, but yeah, I thought that was a good pick. Yeah, um, the Texans, I have them at an A, uh, mainly just on their day one because they got Stroud, who in my opinion could has one of the highest ceilings in the class because mm. Stroud can be amazing, and then they kept that off. They didn't get a receiver. <coughs> they got um, they got Anderson Jr., who's the best. Yeah. Huh? They traded up for. Yeah, they traded up for him. So they got they traded up, but they got the best defensive player in the draft. Best uh, player ar- in the draft, in my opinion. Yeah, and arguably the best quarterback in the draft, ceiling wise. I feel like yeah, Stroud. Um, a lot of people have him as their number one quarterback still. So I feel like for them, they had that's big. But I also really like the pick of Tank Dell. So yeah, uh, Tank Dell. Uh, he went to Houston, correct? Stayed home. He uh, actually DM'd them, I believe. Yeah. Uh, good on him, dude. 
That's always good stories to see. Like you play harder if you're playing for where you want to be for your team. Um, but why I bump them down? But why I say bump down? They're an A for me. Okay, but why they're not that A plus is they did give up value to trade up. They did, but they got the best defensive um, player in the draft in my opinion. And then like Jalen Carter, but I feel like I like the Juice Scruggs pick too in the second round. Yeah, um, it's a good draft for them though. Yeah, they, I'll give them an A. I think that was one of the better drafts in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, next up we have. Oh, I guess I didn't do a Wesley. I completely messed up the orders. We're just going in whatever my list is right here. I have the Jags up next. I have them at a B minus. Uh, I said they put talent around Lawrence, but they only went offensively the whole draft when they should have gotten some defensive line prospects. Yeah, uh, I actually hate their draft. I'm going to go C minus, man. Yeah? Uh, first round pick, Anton Harrison, is a project tackle, um, which is not what they need right now. They need guys that can help them compete for the Super Bowl right now. Mm-hmm. He's a guy they'll take three or four years to really see what he is. Uh, round two, they take. Uh, Brenton Strange, tight end. Uh, that's a reach, in my opinion. Uh, Tank Bigsby, they don't really... That's kind of high for Tank Bigsby as well, round three. Because mm-hmm. running backs are a dime a dozen, and he's not even one of my top five running backs in this class. Because he had a pretty weak year last year. Uh, would I say C-? minus? I think C- minus is fair for them. Okay. Yeah. Why I don't have them as low is I feel like they're really trying to give Lawrence something around him because he gets sacked a lot. So I feel like even if they might have reached on the offensive line, I feel like they're still trying and they have a direction they're going for. I think they needed some D-line. Um, I have met a B-minus, maybe C-plus, B-minus range. <coughs> but yeah. I feel like they definitely could have done a lot better. I just feel like they missed out on all the, the top four tackles that are worth the crap. Yep. Um, Bears. I have them at a B plus. Uh, yeah, they got kind of what they needed. Uh, they wanted Darnell right for most of the draft. And they got him. And they got him. Well, also man. trading down. Yeah. Which they got more gives value. them more pit. They have another first round next year, don't they? Because of it. Yes. Um. So I'm com- I'm completely happy with that. They're building around Justin Fields. Um. Yeah. They, they got um, Rushon Johnson who I think is a very underrated back. Uh, Gervin Dexter, I think, will depend. A lot of people said he was a reach, but I feel like it'll depend on just how he pans out. Uh, I like their draft, though. I feel like they um, had a very good one. I'll go B-minus with Chicago. Mm-hmm. I like. I really, really, really uh, like the Darnell Wright pick because of his versatility. He could play yeah. either tackle. Um, I think the Dexter pick was good, but after that, I don't know. It was kind of mid after that for me. I, I like B-minus John- isn't terrible. Like that's a pretty good draft. No, I like Johnson in the fair <coughs> in the fourth round though. Yeah, I feel like he's a very underrated back in this draft, and to get him in the fourth was very good for them. And they did lose David Montgomery. So. Yeah, so I feel like they they did address a lot of needs, and what they need right now more than anything is to build around uh, yeah. Justin Fields. They could have gone better at receiver. I feel, but they, it wasn't a very receiver heavy class. Either. No, they got Tyler Scott in the fourth. <laughs> Uh, and that was it for receiving. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Bears did very well for what they had. Uh, the Bengals, I don't think, did as well. Uh, they're simple. They're a simple team in the fact that they never make trades, really. Um, they got Miles Murphy at um, 28. Which I think I that's fe- good value for Miles Murphy. He was supposed to go in the late teens. Yeah, um, which I'm not mad at that, but 
Oh, I can't speak. And they got DJ Turner at corner. Which I thought was a great pick. Yeah, them. which I think was great. But past that, I just don't think anything really was phenomenal for me. I like the out. Jordan Battle pick as well because they did lose Jesse Bates. Um, I think Jordan Battle was kind of overshadowed by Brian Branch, but I still think he's really talented coming out of Alabama playing safety. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give the Bengals a solid B because I like the first three picks a lot. I just feel like past that, like they drafted a receiver on the fourth, which I feel like that's not. They don't need a receiver. They don't need a receiver. They drafted Chase Brown in the fifth at running back. Uh, they drafted another receiver in the sixth. They drafted a punter in the sixth, and then they I, drafted a corner in the seventh. Which I love the Chase Brown pick. Actually, wait, did they, did they take Chase Brown? Chase Brown in the fifth, yeah, for Illinois. I love that pick. Actually, I didn't even know they took him. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna move it up to a B plus. I've seen <laughs> Chase Brown play in person, dude. He single handedly beat be, uh, Penn State two years ago. I think he was he was probably my number three or four back in this draft class. I like him, but I feel like if and I don't think Mixon's in some legal trouble behind the scenes that we aren't aware of right now. But if they're really, but they're saying how much they're going to stick to Mixon. If they're really going to ride out with Mixon, you either ride ride out or you don't, and that's where my problem is there. Uh, it's always nice to have a, another option too, though. I just feel like it was a they didn't need a receiver in the fourth, and I feel like they could have addressed other because a lot of players starters in the league are fourth round picks. Yeah. Um, next up, I have the Browns. Uh, they didn't have a lot of picks. No, because they're dumb and trade them all away for a guy who sucks at quarterback. Yeah, they got no first or second. Um, yeah, I feel like it wasn't just a it wasn't a great draft. I can pull up their picks real quick. Siaki Ika was a good pick. That's what I had. Is I Dewan had Jones was great value in round four. So I have met a B just because they. I'm going strictly off what the draft picks they have. Mm-hmm. And with what they had, I feel like they got, like, good value. Yeah, I'll go B. I think that's fair. But I feel like they could have, like, it would have been better if they had picks, you know? Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about Cedric Tillman? I think Cedric Till- He went to Cleveland, too, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he went to Tennessee. No, he went to Cleveland, though, right? Oh, yeah, he went to Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset about it because he went there. He's a really good player. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they've gotten good value there. Um, Yeah. And I feel like, um, how do you say it, Siaki? Siaki Ika. I couldn't say his name, but uh, bad with names. Very great value, and he's yeah. an absolute—he's a monster. Um, a big run stuffer. Dorian Thompson Robinson yeah. out of UCLA, which he'll be a good backup quarterback, if mm-hmm. not like a Jacoby Brissett type of guy for them. Um, I think I have the—okay, next up, I have the Cowboys at like B-, minus C+. Plus. <laughs> I'll maybe go, even I'll a go C. flat C. I maybe a flat C. They missed out on their tight end they wanted because the Bills jumped them. Yeah, and then they so didn't then they get Meyer. With Mozzie Smith. They got Mozzie Smith. I like Mozzie Smith as for okay. The I like Mozzie Smith guy. as a player and for their needs, but I feel like they could have gotten better a better value. Yeah, pick um, and I feel like at that point trade down if you're not going to take the guy you wanted. Yeah, and I I I don't like when teams reach just because of positional needs. Uh, like yeah. uh, for example, their second round pick they take Shoemaker. I don't like him as a. I, no, and the next couple picks pick. after him, Osiris Torrance and DJ Turner, both way better football players. Juice Scruggs goes right after. They're a team that I feel like they're at the point they should have just taken best value at that point. Yeah. And uh, Drew Sanders was on the board when they were picking. Yeah, uh, Tank Dell was on the board when they were picking in the second round. They take Luke Shoemaker, who's not even the best tight end on the board at that time, in my opinion, because Darnell Washington was still on the board. So I'll go flat C. I don't love the Cowboys draft. 
Jerry doesn't draft well in general a lot of the time. He either hits with a superstar or he hits with a bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, need the right guard bad. And yeah. they, I don't know. I Torrance feel like they, was sitting right there. Torrance was him. sitting right there. And I feel like I like Mozzie Smith as a player. Um, and that's why I feel like he's good for them. But right. they could have gotten something better for them. And again, they really don't need that much defensive help. They were one of the better defenses in football last it year. Was, for them, it's a game of they drafted good. But they missed on every – they drafted good where they got players they need, but they drafted bad where they had players that could have been better at every spot they drafted, really. Yeah, I agree. Broncos, I have them at a D plus. Uh, how many picks they've given up. Uh, I said that it's strictly Can off how they drafted. Can first for a coach? Yeah. That's just rotten. Uh, I will give them a D strictly because of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They They don't have any picks for a while. Uh, they drafted Mar- uh, Marvin Mims Jr. Actually, in round you know two. what? They did pick good guys with their picks. I'm not that I'm looking at it. They got Mims. They got Drew Sanders. But my thing is, they traded. Okay, so they had a second round pick, two thirds. Okay, uh, a sixth and a seventh. So they didn't have a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, or any first round picks. And, and I it's feel a like team that's not even competitive. Yeah. Not th- even in their division. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I have them, even with the good value with Marvin Mims, because I like Mims. I like the Sanders pick out of there the most, to be honest. And, yeah, Drew Sanders is, you know, I feel like Drew Sanders is good value for them. But I can't have them any higher, even if they draft well, because they just screwed themselves. Yeah. They are a team that's not competing, and they're con- going to continue to not compete because they don't have any value for the future. They don't, and they're not even good now. Mm-hmm. Because that's a division, like, um, the Raiders aren't going to compete in it this year, but there's two teams ahead of you that are going to win 11 to 12 games each, if not more, in your own division. So you're at best hoping for a wild card spot in which you're going to have to go on the road and play one of those teams. And I just They're in a very tough division. Yeah. Um, I'll go D+. Plus. How's that? Because I think they did get decent That's value. what I have is D+. Plus. They, um, yeah, but I just can't see it any higher for what they did. Uh, next up, Packers. I gave them... Um, Either a B or a B minus. I like Luke Van Ness. Um, yeah, maybe a slight reach, but I mean, maybe a slight reach. But I think he, you know, he's not gonna, a huge receiver class either. So, um, yeah, I feel like he's going to add a lot of value to him. Um, they got Van Ness in the first. Musgrave in round two. Which Musgrave in round two, which I like. Musgrave. I feel like that was good value for them. Jaden Reed in round two, which maybe that's a reach. I think. Yeah. I think Jaden Reed, there were a lot better receivers. They took another tight end in round three, Tucker Craft. Yeah. That's where it starts to fall off uh, for me. Uh, yeah, but I feel like they they had some bad picks. But for their first two to get, um, you Sean know. Sean Clifford in round five is interesting. Yeah, but then again, maybe they're just trying for a quarterback. But they got some receivers. They got de- uh, quite a few defensive linemen, which I feel like is something they needed mm-hmm. uh, really badly. And I feel like to – provide um a receiver or some receivers to Jordan Love is good and I feel like to get him a tight or a good tight end with uh Luke Musgrave bumps him up a little bit so I'm gonna have him at a B minus I'll go C plus pretty yeah. similar reasons um the Colts are up next you know man I if I had to pick a quarterback out of this class it's the one that they got I gave the Col- I would get Anthony Richardson I gave the Colts um yeah I gave him an A yeah, that's a great pick, and they didn't have the move to get him. Um, Julius Brents, great value for him in round two. He was yeah. one of my top six corners. No, Julius Brents was great value for them. I actually like the Downs pick. 
Yeah, um, Josh Downs, great value as well. He was a second round kind of pick. He fills the third round. They scoop him up there. They they just addressed a lot for their future, and I feel like that was important. And uh, the Colts got a lot of offensive uh, needs, and actually they got quite a few of both. But I feel like it was nice to just go out there and get a franchise quarterback finally. Finally, yeah. Finally, they don't have to play guess the quarterback every year. Corner was a big need. They addressed all their needs and they did it well. Um, and the Colts were kind of just whoever falls to them is who they're taking because they could have gotten Stroud or Richardson. That's yeah. where they were. And they're happy with that. <coughs> uh, so, Colts, um, yeah. good on them. I'll give them an A. Um, I'll go A. Uh, one of the better drafts in the league. They're right up there with uh, who was the other team we said did well earlier? Houston. Yeah. Maybe if better because they didn't really have to trade up or anything to get the guys of value. They didn't lose any draft capital. Uh, good for them. And I think Richardson starts day one for them. Hot take. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's no one else they really have. So I think they kind of have to at this point. Right. Um, Chiefs are up next. I didn't think they had that great of a draft. Um, their first pick they got at 31. They got um, – how do you say his name? Ozuma. How do you say the Uzama. rest? Uzama. Uzama, but in, – in Nudike Uzama. And Odike. Who grew and up a Chiefs fan. Grew up a Chiefs fan, but not. I mean, very. I think it was a reach. I feel like that for. I mean, they're a team that can reach if he. They. Yeah, that's they, the guy. They have Patrick Mahomes. They can do whatever they want. But I feel matter. like at the same time, I feel like they could have gotten better value. I mean, Nolan Smith was right there too. He was. Um. Right above them. And he was projected even in some drafts to go top ten. So. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Chiefs just really reached there for what they had. And don't get me wrong, I think he's a good player. I just don't think he should have been the pick right there. Not a huge Rasheed Rice. They got Rasheed Rice. I think he's good, but I feel like they, again, they could have gotten a lot better value there. Um, yeah, they no third passed that. They yeah, get, no, never mind. Uh, Wanya Morris, O line. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of flashy picks, I don't think. I don't think any of these, like. They're, none, none of it stands Connor, out. To me. Like, Pretty bland draft. That's why I have that C. It's just very bland. I'll go C minus. Yeah, no, I get that, and I don't even have much to say about them. It was just kind of boring. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next up, I have the Raiders. Uh, this is a team known for not drafting well, but I don't hate their draft. I gave them a B. Um. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go B plus. I mean, Tyree Wilson's got fantastic upside. I don't love him personally as a prospect. He's a little too raw for me. But, I mean, he's not a terrible prospect, and he was going to be a top 10 pick. I really which like. Which is unlike when they took, like, uh, what's his name? Cleveland Farrell, who was not supposed to be a top mm-hmm. 10 pick. They took him four overall. Um, so Obviously, their round two pick was unbelievable value. Michael Meyer, yeah, or Michael Mayer. I really like that pick. I really like the Tyree Wilson. I might actually bump him up a little bit because I really like their. Um, I like the Byron Young pick too. I really like the Jacorian Bennett pick uh, from Maryland. Yeah. At the value they got him, I think they got him in the fifth round. Fourth, top of fourth. the fourth. Oh, top of the fourth. Okay, yeah, I'd like that pick from them. Um, I feel like they addressed a lot of needs again. I feel like to get a player like Tyree Wilson, if he booms. Big if, but if he booms, his ceiling is incredibly high. Yeah. One of the higher ceilings in this class. And, yeah, good on them. I'll go I'll go A-. minus. A-. minus. Yeah, valid. Chargers, I might have a C, C-. minus. I did not like the Quentin Johnston pick. I'm not a huge fan of Quentin Johnston. 
I me neither. I After just, watching him in the national championship game get shut down by Georgia, he had what one catch, I think. Yeah, I just it's not not doesn't scream X receiver to me uh, for no. whatever weird reason. Um, I like the Thule pick in round two. Um, yep, not bad there. Yeah, but they again round three they got a linebacker round four, uh, uh, Darius Davis receiver. I feel like there's in round seven they got Max Duggan. Which, <laughs> Team him up with Q. Yeah, I just. There's a lot of the stuff that they could have drafted better. Yeah. And that first pick really hurt them because they had a lot of needs that could have been addressed. And corner, they let Joey Porter just leave. They said, like, he went to the Steelers, but they had him there. They did. And they picked. And it would have been good value for him, too. Yeah. And they, because if this is a way different story, if they get Joey Porter and then they get Thule in the second. Yeah. Or even Q in the second because he might fall to them in the second. Yeah. He's just, there's. Way better receiver, and I feel like they passed on, in my opinion, the number one receiver. Zay Flowers went right after. Yeah, and I feel like they had bigger needs than just receiver. Mm-hmm. Corner was a really yeah, big they got need. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah, um, and uh, Josh Palmer, mm-hmm. who had a great year for them. Um, yeah. What do you have, Matt? C minus. Not a huge fan of their draft. Yeah. No, me neither. Uh, Rams, I have. Probably like a C plus, C C plus. Did they even pick? That's the thing is they had no first round. They got um, Stetson Bennett in the fourth, I believe. Steve Avita. I like him. Avila. Yeah. In the second round. I like that pick actually. Um, they passed on Joe Tipman though, who is yeah. an interior offensive lineman, to take Steve Avila, who is not as good of a prospect. No, but I feel like he's still really like a solid player, and that was good for them to get. Um, yeah, get more offensive line help. But I feel like there was a lot of reaching in this draft for them, and they didn't have a lot of picks because they traded them away for a Super Bowl. Good on them. Yeah. I like the Kobe Turner pick by them a lot, though, in round mm-hmm. three, the nose tackle from Wake. That yeah. was a good pick. I no, I do like that one. I don't like Byron Young incredibly. Like, I don't like that a lot in the third round. Um, and they had, oh, there's two Byron Youngs. I was Youngs. wrong. Fourth round pick, yeah, Stetson Bennett, I feel like, was a big reach for them. A huge reach. He's like, not, I don't think he's he, not a – no, no I, I thought he'd go way later than that. Maybe yeah. fifth, sixth round, probably sixth. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's going to be that good in the NFL. And for a fourth-round pick for a team that has a lot of needs. Isn't he, like, 26 also? Yeah, for a team that has a lot of needs, why would you do that? He's not going to be Kurt Warner. Like, I just yeah. don't see the point. So uh, I have him. C+. Plus. Yeah, I have him a C, C+. Plus. Dolphins, um... Yeah, I think I might have them as like a D, a D plus. They <laughs> lose their first round. They pick lose their first round. Like tanking. in other ones, they didn't trade and get value for them. They just lost their first round pick. Yeah. So that that's what makes it bad. This is where I'm gonna knock on them. That was completely their fault. Yeah, like no need to tank. Did they have a second round pick? Yeah, they got Cam Smith. Where is this? Is this the top? It's Cam Smith, corner, South Carolina. Which oh, um, at fifty one, I see that now. I like him. I think he's that was all a good right. pick. But um, uh, I don't like their third round pick at all. Actually, uh, I actually like it for one reason. Um, they got Javon. How do you say it? A Kane. A Kane. It looks like yeah. Um, so he's the fastest running back in the class, and what that is what they do. Yeah, what they said is um, their head coach. They what's his name? Mike uh, McDaniel's. Mike McDaniel's. There we go. Mike McDaniel said or McDaniel or whatever. I yeah, know. I think it's McDaniel. Yeah, he said after he picked though, he said um. Yeah, I have Jalen Waddle. I have Tyreek Hill. This team's about speed. I'm going to make sure they can't catch us. 
And yeah. it, that's kind of what they did with the third round pick. And that's why I like him. It's because it's a scheme fit. But for them to get stripped of the first round pick, and, or for their first round pick, and I still feel like there was still better value in the third round, that they got a D, around a D grade for me. I just don't think it was a good draft. D, D plus. Yeah. Uh, they I'll, screwed themselves. I'll do D plus. I'll do D plus. Just because they screwed themselves. Um, Vikings. Uh, I, I have them as like a C. I love their first round pick. I love their first round pick uh, where they got Jordan Addison, but their draft, other than that, was very mid. They don't have a second round pick. Um, round three. I still think they had bigger needs than receiver. Mikai Blackman at the bottom of the third round. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, they did lose Thielen, though. So, I mean. They lost Thielen. I guess so, but. I feel like they still had bigger need. Um, yeah, they got Jay Blackman, which Ward. I'm not too big on the Blackman pick. They draft the quarterback. They drafted some running backs. I just other it, than the Jordan Addison pick, yeah, very mid, very mid, and very boring. I'll go see flat C. Yeah, that's exactly what, yeah. Uh, Patriots, I have like a C plus. Um, and you're wondering like, oh, they started with Gonzalez, and that's why they're so high for me. Yeah. Like I say high, but at C plus. This is always a team that reaches for guys that they just need positionally. Yeah, but they drafted. Um, that's why, like, I'm just never. They got Keon White in the second. Ugh. That's what I'm saying. Not great. Uh, Marte Mapu. Yeah, they got Jake Andrews in the fourth. Not mad. That good center. Um, but they got Chad Ryland kicker in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce Berenger in the six-round punter. Yeah, yuck. And if it – actually, I'm going to bump it down to a C. And why I haven't made is they got, in my opinion, the steal of the draft getting Christian Gonzalez and trading down. But they also they drafted a punt or a kicker in the fourth round and a punter in the sixth. Plus reached on a lot of them. So other than the Gonzalez pick, they're not good. Yeah, I'll do flat C again. Great pick in the first round. Yeah. Nothing after that at all. Um, yeah. Saints, I gave, I believe, a B. Uh, I like Brian Barisi. Uh, yeah, that's good value for him at the bottom of the first round. Um, who else did they take? Barisi was the main one they took. With- Isaiah Foskey in round two. I love it. Obviously, as a Notre Dame guy, but all-time sack leader in the history of Notre Dame football. Yeah. Um, if he can develop a second move, I think that's why he didn't go round one, is because he really has one move. But he's great uh, as a contain end as well. Um, mm. I think he can have a pretty successful NFL career. No, they're trying to build D line, D tackle, then D end. But then they got Kentry Miller in the third round. And I feel like a running back out of all the needs the Saints have is not what they should have gone after. Yeah. They still have Kamara, even if he may not be as good as he was. Right. They still have Kamara. I don't see why you draft a running back in the third, and to me, that's a reach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then they got some offensive line. They got, uh, how do you say, Jake Hanner, Han- uh, Fresno State quarterback. Uh, what round in the is fourth. that? Round four, number 127 overall. Jake Hayner. Hayner. I don't like that pick that much either. Nah. Uh, There's not great quarterbacks at this point. Nope. I don't see a point to reach on one. You can get him next five year. or six. Yeah. Um... um yeah, I just don't think it was a great like I, I have it as a B, probably a B minus. I was gonna say B minus as well. I really like um their early picks, but I hate their later picks. Yep. Um, Giants A minus for me. 
I thought the Giants did really well. Uh, they got the most athletic corner in the draft in Deontay Banks. And they got John Michael Schmitz as a center to provide even more for a freshly paid um, Daniel Jones. And my favorite pick is going to be Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, I figured three. it was Hyatt. Uh, some were saying one of the top five receivers in the class. Yep. They get him in round three. Um, a his lot teammate of Cedric three. Tillman goes right after. Shout yeah. out Tennessee receivers. No, I really like that. Um which they've really built the receivers. I have them in mind. Um, they got Eric Gray, Trey Hawkins, Jordan Riley, and Javarius Owens for their last few. I'll go. I'll go a minus. A minus because I feel like they drafted really well. Uh, I don't think it's a top draft. That's why I don't have it a mm-hmm. a plus. But yeah, Jets maybe a C minus. Um, I actually don't love the Will McDonald pick. Not only is he 24, but I think that is a panic pick from the Jets because they wanted Broderick Jones, who Pittsburgh had to jump. Yeah, which I, they thought they were going to get out. I just don't think it was a good draft. The Will McDonald was such a reach at I, the pick. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and all they could have gotten, they, they got they Joe. Well, I like the Joe Tippmann Joe Tippmann's pick. a good pick for them. That's a good pick. Um, and they don't have one until round four, which they got – more offensive line with Carter Warren. Carter Warren from Pitt. That, and uh, Izzy uh, uh, Banakanda, great yeah. pick. He can help take the load off of Brees Hall. That was actually my favorite pick by them. Abanakanda, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know him, I'm familiar with him as he went to Pitt. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was right up there as one of the best running back in the nation last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Bijan and Gibbs, but like. Other than that, he's probably right there. See, I yeah, I really like a lot of their picks then, but I feel like that first round pick was just such a reach that it, they were way down so quick. Uh, they could have gotten 10, 15 guys better at that point than Will McDonald, maybe more. I think it was a panic pick, yeah. And they were just – because that he was probably on their big board probably for their second round pick. Uh-huh. Um, like, oh, shit. Yeah, and that was kind of the problem – uh, they got Jarek Bernard, um, DB in the sixth round, and then in the seventh round, um, they got a tight end. They got Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion. Big fan, um, of seventh round pick, so I'm cool with that. Uh, I'll go B minus. I like everything they did, other than Will McDonald. Yeah. Okay. I love the Atlanta Canada. Pick. I just feel like I that bounced them down so far. Um, the Eagles are next. I have A. I have A plus. I think they had the best draft. For their value, they did very well. Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, they, a bunch of Georgia guys. They're starting off. Uh, they traded for Swift, which doesn't count for the draft, but um, yeah, they're really building team chem. But can that, if you wanted to, <laughs> they have a lot of old players on their D line before this, mm-hmm. and their D line has always been a strong spot. And they're going to be leaving soon with like Brandon Graham. But now that they made, and Fletcher Cox, but they made these picks, and I feel like they just They also have Jordan Davis from Georgia, who they took yeah. last year, and they took Keely Ringo in round four, which is good value. Yes, I love that value. Uh, I just feel they found their D-line for next decade to re- replace what they had, uh-huh. and that's a perfect draft for them. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is – Howie Roseman is the best general manager in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he continues to fleece everybody. And that's why, for me, they have the best draft. Um, yeah, it's definitely top three. I'll go A plus. F it. F it. Steelers. Next up, Dude, Broderick I'm, Jones and uh, Joey uh, Porter, and then Darnell Washington. Those picks alone, I have them at an A. 
Um, Nick Herbig as well, very underrated edge rusher with Wisconsin. And um, there was another pick later on that was really good by them. They didn't have a fifth. Um, it was a corner. Oh, uh, Corey Trice? Corey Trice. Yeah. He was a top 100 guy on a lot of big boards. He was dealing with injury concerns. Yeah, they and they're, they're going to get him. Even if he's injured in the seventh round to take someone, yeah. a lot of players get cut at that point. So, um, I you know. love it. And as a, I'm not even trying to be biased. Like They filled all their needs with guys of value. For them to jump up and get Broderick Jones was perfect because I feel like he was one of the best prospects in the entire class. He's so huge. Yeah, absolute steal for them. They adjusted their biggest need, and they also – I really like the Darnell Washington pick because they got um, they they add the lot for Pickett. Yeah, he's got two awesome tight ends to throw to, three very above average receivers now. Uh, Najee will also love the Broderick Jones pick because I believe the only uh, hole left to fill on that Steeler line is left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, due to the signing of Somalo from Philadelphia. They address corner. With a Joey guy. Porter Jr. fell to him. They had a lot of options there. Yeah. With that second pick. Him, Brian Branch, Michael Mayer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy they took Porter because I mean he's a hometown kid. Um he lived like, I don't know, twenty minutes away from the Steelers facility. Yeah. His dad played there, he's a part of the family already. Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. And what better I mean, the only knock on Porter was his ball skills. But to get him in the second round when he was rejected to go. What better corner to teach him ball skills than the guy they signed this offseason, Patrick Peterson, who yep. leads the NFL in current interceptions for his career with 34. I mean, how do you what feel, a draft, dude. How do you feel about Benton? We haven't really Oh, Keanu him. Benton as well, yeah. He addresses the interior defensive line need. He was incredible. That deal is so scary. I dude, hate it. <laughs> that is – what a draft. Um – Next up, yeah, I, I'm I'm going A plus. I'll give Philly an A plus so I can give the Steelers an A plus. I yeah, I have them just below, so I gave them an A. But I feel like I honestly I I might bump them up to an A plus, but just below Philly in my opinion. Yeah, I mean I think they're on the same tier at least. Yes, they are on the same tier. Um, 49ers worst draft in my opinion from one of the past. Um, no first rounder, correct? No first rounder. Um, yeah, I might. Bump them down, like either a D minus or an F. Honestly, that's just where I'm at. Um, Where's their second rounder? Did they have a second rounder? I don't believe so. Give me just a minute. And pull up the picks. Yeah, round three they got. Um, round three is their first pick, right? Jair Brown, which is a good pick. Yeah, but then Jake Moody from Michigan, 99th overall in the third round. When you don't have a lot of picks and you address a kicker yeah. in the third. Not a huge fan. You don't see kickers going the third ever. That you do, but they usually don't pan out. Um, yeah, that's Roberto right. Aguayo it's is normally such a one waste. that comes and to mind. Don't, it, he was second round, actually, I think. He was the best kicker in the draft, okay? But kickers come, kickers and, go. come and go. That's such a waste Most of a pick Most NFL in the third. kickers are undrafted free agents that yeah. are starters on NFL teams. Their third round, they draft another tight end. Even with, I mean, Kittle's injured a lot, but they don't need a tight end. They also have Jawan Jennings, though. Yeah. um, Who is a good tight end? Yeah, they got Cameron Latt in the third round as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, Uh, Fifth round, they got a corner, um, Daryl Luter Jr. I think so, or Darrell Luter Jr. Anyway, I just feel like this was a very bad draft. 
Um, I'll yeah. go D plus, C minus, in between there somewhere. I just have them as the lowest one, just because that kicker, absolute yeah. clown. The pick. only uh, pick I like is Jair Brown. Yes. Um, Seahawks, I have as a B plus. Um, yeah, Witherspoon and JSN to start. I love their draft. Yeah. Um, JSN's that's good value for them. Like yeah, very good value. They got a re- well, they got a receiver. I think Devon Witherspoon is the best corner in the draft. Easily. Yeah, that I feel like that was a very good pick for them, honestly. Um, but I feel like there were some picks that I wasn't a big fan of. Um, yeah, they got a running back in the second round. Yeah, Charbonnet. Charbonnet when they just had um, yeah, Penny and uh, what's the other guy they drafted? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. I was trying to K. Oh yeah, K nine. K nine. I was thinking of his nickname. DJ Dallas too. But I feel like a running back in the second round, because they have quite a few needs still, it was such a waste. Yeah. Um, and they did not address quarterback, which shows that they are going to stick with trust, Gino yeah. for at least another year. Um, yeah, so my thing is is the only thing that I like their draft a lot. But the first what bumps round them, saves them, though. What lot. bumps them down from an A to me is going in the running back in the second round. Yeah. When they have K nine, there's no point. He no, was, that guy's a franchise running back that's for the next at least four or five years. And of their shelf life, and I'm not you don't need like, two backs that much. Like there's so many better value picks than running back. Right. Um. I'll go. I'll go flat B. Flat B. That's fair. Uh. Bucks. I I gave him a B because I they had so many needs they really couldn't mess up. Brian Branch they sh- was who I thought they should have gotten. Kansi's good. Um, they could have been better, like I said. Uh, but I also like Cody Schmouch. Um, uh, you know who I'm talking about. The, the dude missing, Yeah, missing all teeth. I like that pick. Um, but I feel like I have him as a B because they had better value, but they still address Anything they drafted would have addressed them. Yeah, they are very – they're in a rough spot as a franchise. But, I mean, that's another team that sold their soul for a Super Bowl. And yeah. if it's worth it to them, that's fine. Yep. Um, uh, in the third round, they got uh, Yaya Diaby, uh, linebacker. I feel like that was a bit of a reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, This isn't a knock on Kansi because I think he was an awesome prospect and very good uh, player, obviously. Yeah. But you got Vita Vea. Yeah. He wh- is their defensive line. You shouldn't probably draft another one what? in the first round. Like I said, he's a good player, but they could have had better. Yeah. Definitely had better. Yeah, exactly. And and round two, you said they took Cody Mouch. That was a good pick. It was I a good don't pick. have any issues with that. I was actually hoping the Bills got, because I didn't know Torrance would still be there. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Next up, I have the Titans. I gave them a B because uh, they got Levis in the second. Yep. And, and I, I like the Skronsky pick as well. Like the Skronsky. He's a, he's a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, Why I – actually, no. I'm bumping them down to a B-. minus. Those were great picks. They didn't address their biggest need receiver until the seventh round. They have no receivers. So. Yikes! Yeah, and I feel they like must that, really like Traylon Burks. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a big fan. He was hurt all year, but I drafted him in fantasy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that definitely sucks. That definitely sucks. But Skronsky and Levis, I feel like were great picks. But I feel like to not address any receiver help at all. Like yeah. even a third, even if you reach on a guy at that point when you have nothing, you need something. Even though this is a weak receiver class, there was good receiver value in the middle rounds that they could have gotten. Yeah, that's what For I'm example, saying. For example, Downs, Tank Dell, those kind of receivers. Like I said, even if they reached on someone a little bit, it would have been better than what they would than what they did. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 
I'll go C plus for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally we have the Commanders. Uh, they got Emmanuel Forbes in the first. Um, reach, which, extreme uh, reach in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have him going in the first round at all. I don't think in our mock, unless we had him going late. I don't believe. I don't remember. They got um, Tavius Martin though in the second round. I like that pick actually. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit of a reach, but... I like Jartavius Martin, though. He's very yeah. versatile. If they need a D-back, they need a D-back. And he's a corner-slash-safety prospect. Like, he can do bold, so I feel very like... Very versatile, yeah. Yeah, so that I feel like what they need is some versatility. Mickey Stromberg in, in round three. Yep. Uh, Brandon Daniels in round four. They got K.J. Henry in the fifth. Um, Chris Rodriguez Jr., running back. So, I feel Nothing like... that really stands out. Kind of mid, but, like... They, I don't know. Again, another team that needs a lot of needs, so I yeah. might have them at like a C plus just because they couldn't have really gone wrong because they needed everything. I'll go B minus. Okay, valid. Um, and yeah, I think that's all we have for the picks. Um, give me your top five and best and top five worst as a team or yeah. picks. Picks. Um, Number one for me, top for the best, I have Eagles. Yeah, I'll go Eagles, Steelers. Yep, that's where I'm at. Eagles, Steelers. Um, Eagles, Steelers. Let's go Houston at three. Houston, three. Actually, no. Give me Indy and then Houston. Houston, then Giants for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll, Yeah, so to recap, I'll go Eagles, Steelers, and they're kind of 1A, 1B. And then I would go Indy, Houston, Giants. And then Cardinals for an honorable mention for me. Cardinals had a good draft. Um uh, Seattle had a good draft. Yeah, but like I said, they got bumped down with that running back yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, and then for worst, I have San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, probably the Dolphins. Miami. Um. Yeah. Miami. I'm looking around. Uh, Broncos, just because they didn't have anything really. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of these teams that don't have any. Um, I didn't have. I hated Detroit's draft. I'm sorry. I mean, other than I don't just, have just because there. of their first round, that's inexcusable to me. If you're a general manager, mm. to take the RB two with the entire class at number twelve overall, yeah, that's inexcusable, man. Um, yeah, no, just for that pick, I don't blame you at all. I might have the Chiefs just because they didn't do anything good. Yeah, no, they definitely didn't. I, uh, but it's hard to knock the Chiefs because what of how good they are I wasn't, every year. Yeah, I didn't like the Vikings because they were boring, but I feel like – actually, I might have the Patriots just because that where they got the biggest steal, if you take him away – It's awful. Yeah. It might be one of the worst drafts in a minute. Yeah. so They didn't have a good one last year either. They never draft really well. Unless they took you, an O-lineman from Chattanooga in the first round last year. They always make these terrible picks. Yeah. I don't like him. At, does Bill Belichick do the drafting? Yeah, doesn't he? I, I believe he does, and it's never good. Like, defensively, it's normally good, but he just reaches. Like, where he's a great coach, he's a terrible drafter. Yeah. Besides this one dude, uh, that Tom Brady dude. Other than him. Yeah, and that was a shot in the dark. That too. was a shot in the dark. That was the he hope and really, a prayer. Yeah. And he worked because of injury, and yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like, historically, they haven't been great at drafting. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. They even said Gronk was a shot in the dark in an interview like a, two years ago or something. Most mid-draft, Vikings. <laughs> Vikings was mid. Uh, 
Yeah. I, it's tough to argue with it, right? They just didn't – they got their pick, and then they said, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're also a team that – I don't – I mean, they're not – can you really call them contenders, though? I think they overachieved last year. I did think they overachieved. I I think Kurt is still a very underrated quarterback, but I feel like they overachieved a lot in the sense that it was all one-score games. Yeah, and they got dominated by Danny Dimes in the playoffs. Do they have – they were only positive in points by, like, not much. No. Like 10? Not much. It was like 10 points positive going into playoffs, I think. Yeah, and they won like 11 or 12 games, right? Yeah, 11 or 12, but all of them by like less than three. Yeah. Uh, nice. So if they lose, if the games flip-flop, you know, that last little bit, which good on them for winning, but if they flip-flop even a little bit, they're done. Yeah. And they would have won, went from 12 wins to like three. That's if everything goes wrong, but I'm just saying with how close the games were. Um, before we go, I want to check the Lakers score. Just because I'm curious. It's about an hour and 15 in, so. Yeah. Ty- or Lakers are up one in the almost at halftime. Huh. I'm going to have to check the rest of that out. Yeah, Curry has 10 right now. No other stat besides points. Uh, Looney has 12 boards at half. Okay. Well, so, I was wrong about that. <laughs> Anthony Davis is dominating with 21 points, 10 rebounds. What's LeBron got? Eight points, five rebounds, four assists. Huh. What about Reeves? Reeves, two points. Yikes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's Clay and Curry carrying as we expected. I feel like a big thing for the Warriors, which I haven't even really mentioned on here, is Wiggins coming back does help a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, turns him into championship contenders again. Absolutely. Wiggins was so underrated for that team. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. He needs his flowers a little bit. He's an bit. all-star. Yeah. He is. He, and last year, he was just so great. So, I feel like that's a big player for them. Um, Yeah, but that's all I have for tonight. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, I don't. Uh, a lot of fun doing this show. I'm excited to pick it back up in the fall. Maybe yeah. get one in next week, but not too sure. Maybe next week we'll see. Uh, I've just ripped my pajama pants a little bit. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, that's all I have. Thank you guys for listening. If anyone's actually listening, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, But it's been a lot of fun for us. Definitely a big learning curve. Uh, Yeah. Appreciate it. Shout out to – We can do shout outs now, yeah. Shout out to Travis Cooney. Travis Cooney, we need you on here. John Adamoski again. Devin Williams. Preston? Preston's there. He's there. Shout out out, uh, Todd Higley, Josh King. Uh, Uncle Scott, we love you. Yeah. Wendy, love you, Wendy. Uh, who else listens? Tara Raw. <laughs> oh, she doesn't <laughs> listen. No. I'm nope. not sure. But yeah, shout out. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Uh, if we don't see you next week, I'll see you in the fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nathan out. Love you guys. Later. <laughs>